All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to ATP Live, Monday, 20, uh, 11th of Help Prayer 2022. Uh, welcome, everyone, wherever you're joining me from, on the audio, uh, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook page, Facebook page. Uh, uh groups just welcome every one of you and those who are going to listen to on the podcast or those who are going to watch the youtube video afterwards i also want to welcome you as well thank you so much for joining me this evening my name is Bimi Salaboide. i'm a pediatrician and founder and ceo of the pediatricians foundation so I'm going to be their host for today's program and ATP Live is an opportunity for you to ask any questions that you may have on any of your children's health issues. All right, so feel free to start dropping your questions. And for the first few minutes, I want us to share the video and share it on our Facebook groups, uh, share it on your personal page, share it on everybody that needs to be here invites them now and for the next one hour feel free to drop your questions on on our uh on the comment section wherever you're watching from and then i'll try and answer them in the next one hour so welcome everyone um hopefully we should get that so i'm also just going to do that i'm going to share the video make sure everybody can see me and can hear me thank you for those who are joining on instagram Monish Sola, I can see some of you already on Instagram. Welcome, welcome. I'm just trying to share the videos on our Facebook groups and make sure everybody can see me and it is pinned to the featured on each of the platforms. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure you can all see and hear me. All right, uh, uh, let's see, let's see the video here. All right, welcome everybody. I'm just going to share the video in the next few minutes, and after that, we can um, we can now begin to answer the questions. Thank you so much for joining me. Feel free to also share the video, and feel free to invite anyone you think will benefit from today's ACP life. I guess anyone who has a child can benefit. All right, so I'm just sharing to our other groups and then after that we can start. So welcome, uh, welcome everyone. I'm just sharing the video and then we can start to uh, answer the question. I hope your day has been lovely and your day has been wonderful. And it's a Monday and uh, happy Easter to all the Christians. Uh, it's, it's going to be Good Friday this Friday. So happy celebrations in advance. All right. Um, I think I'm almost done now. Just a few more minutes. Uh, just to make sure that people actually can see. So I just like to pin it to the featured segments of our groups. All right. So please be dropping your questions as I'm doing this so that uh, immediately I finish 
all my sharing. <laughs> and then we can just dive in straight into the questions and answers. And for those watching me on live, uh, for those listening on live audio, feel free to also drop your questions as well in the comment section. Uh, I will try and answer them as well. So everybody just drop the questions. And this program has been brought to you by Ask the Pediatricians Foundation. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is a nonprofit organization uh, in Nigeria. And we are really committed to reducing deaths of children from preventable causes. And that is basically what we do through health education information online. And we also do it offline through our community medical outreaches. And actually, we are having our next outreaches are coming up in May. Uh, we do two major outreaches every year. We do our Children's Day outreach in May, June 20, uh, each year. And we do our National Independence Day outreaches also in October. And so I'm so excited for the last two years, we didn't do any uh, outreaches to the communities. We went to the schools, but we didn't go to the communities because of COVID restrictions. So we're so excited that we're going to be having our outreaches in all the states of the country in May this year. So that's next month. So watch out for ATP outreach in a community near to you. And you're welcome to support us. So those of you who are medical personnel in any of your states, you can volunteer. Or even if you're not a medical person, you want to volunteer, you're welcome to join us. Please uh, go to our Facebook group. All the state chapters, all the zona chapters are putting out their uh, recruitment flyers. So you can just sign up and somebody will contact you. And of course, you are welcome to also donate financially. Uh, to support our outreaches. Uh, I'm sure our details, financial details are all over the place. I should have put one here. Maybe I'll do that before the end of the program. So feel free to support us. Or if you are an organization and you want to sponsor, you want to partner with us, feel free to reach out to us via our WhatsApp number. All our details, I'm sure you can see on the screen. And I think I've written it somewhere uh, on Instagram as well so please welcome uh to support us you are welcome to support us so feel free uh to partner with us in our passion to see that no child in nigeria in and indeed the whole of africa and indeed the entire world die from what is preventable so that is our vision that's our passion that's our mission and so that's what we do and that's why we do what we do all right so thank you so much for joining me today so today my brief is to answer any questions that you may have and i can see the questions have started rolling in as usual please when you're asking questions start with each of your child i always like to know that and try and be concise and keep and give us relevant information so if you want to ask about your baby losing weight it will be necessary and useful to know the weights before and now and things like that so as much as possible let's try and make sure we put all the necessary information so we don't do a lot of back and forth <laughs> before we get the right answer so i'm just going to check those on the uh, those on live audio, I've not seen any questions. And then let me go to Instagram and then I'll start from Instagram. 
uh, I can see Facebook people are always the one that start first, uh, but uh, I can't see any, oh, okay, sorry. I'm not sure I can see any question on Instagram yet. Uh, okay, so feel free to drop. Okay, here there's a question on Instagram. Uh, James Online Store, is it safe to wash six months old father with soap? Okay, so when it comes to the care of the baby, uh, of course, uh, I need to let you know that for the first time moms, especially, or moms generally, we have lots of resources, the first time mom resources for you on the care of your baby the first time mom baby get ready package. I'm sure you will see it's all over our pages. Please grab a copy, it will really help. So having a newborn for girls, there's no special um, way to care for the baby's father. There's nothing special. You wash the surface of the father the same way you wash any other parts of the body. So the way you wash the hands in the front and you wash the legs, the same way you just wash the babies with the soap and, of course, you rinse there with water. So it's just the same thing. Don't dip your hand inside. Like, don't try and go into the vagina or try to do anything. There's no need to press anything. There's no need to apply powder. There's no need to do anything. So you just wash, just like the way you wash your, when your baby had, had a pool or something, the way you wash them on the surface and clean them off. That same way, it does the same thing you need to do this nothing absolutely uh, peculiar on what you do or what you don't do. And soap is fine and ordinary water is fine. So just what people do again is to dip inside and all that. That's what we don't want you doing. That, oh, that's helpful. Uh, if you want more information on the care of the baby, even how to bath the baby and all those information is available. I saw somebody was tagging somebody, uh, another person to our group about a new baby there's no mugo and all that you don't need anybody to come and do omugo for you all you need to do is to get your copy of the first time mom's uh products everything is available and it also get that you'll be able to um you'll be able to take care of your baby by yourself all the information you need is there and you can always uh, get it. So I hope that's helpful for Gems Online. All right, I think that's the only question I can see on Instagram. So I'm going to rush to Facebook and then I'm going to put the questions. I'm going to start answering the questions on Facebook. But just a minute, I think I need to add some stuff I wanted to show, but I can't, I, I can't seem to it's in the right place okay so now let's go to the questions on facebook hello doctor facebook user those on the group yeah you need to let us know give uh, stream the permission to show your name but if you don't mind that's fine uh so the first question on on facebook say please doctor my two year two and a half year old son just stop eating regular food and just one tea any time of the day. Please, what can I do? So it is not okay for a two-year-old to actually stop eating. Actually, it's two-year-old, they should be eating all the food. And for the child now to be only wanting tea, obviously tea is not going to be adequate for the baby. The baby is going to have malnutrition taking tea. So the question is, this child is becoming what we call a fussy eater or a picky eater. So you just need to, the question is what have you been giving this baby to eat? Um, 
have you been given variety or is it just only one particular food or cereal, you know, this kind of thing. So you need to look at the diet and what are the things the child likes. And then you begin to work out, make sure you give the child more of what he likes, what he normally likes. Try and see your presentation of the food, the way you cook it. For example, some children will prefer to eat jollof rice rather than white rice and stew or things like that. So you, you can, you know, make some adjustments on how you want to cook together, what you feed your baby with. So those are the ways you need to do. So some babies go through that phases of being just unnecessarily fussy with their eating and all that. But as a mom, you just need to make sure you keep on encouraging them. Don't force feed them. Don't beat them. Don't, all those things are not going to work. So what you need to do is to offer the food, but don't give the child the tea because if you keep giving the tea, the child will be full of tea, then the child will not eat food. So you need to make sure you give other food. It's also one of the reasons we don't encourage giving children all these beverages even before the age of one year, for example. So for example, having tea, maybe if they're having breakfast, you know, that's fine. But the habit of giving them tea every second of the day throughout the day, it's not good. It's just because they sweet drink. So children definitely will like that rather than eat real food. But if they don't have uh, anything else to eat, then they will know that they will... Be, they will have to eat normal food so that's just what i was going to encourage you if you have if you need more information on complementary feeding and all that feel free to uh go to our facebook group we have guides on that we also have uh, infant feeding made easy it's also one of our resources that you can buy and learn more on how to feed your baby i hope that's helpful okay uh next question Good evening, Abiodun. Good evening. Okay. Uh, my dear has been fine. Nice to see your beautiful face. So thank you so much for your kind compliments. Um, okay, the next question said, my 10-month-old is refusing to eat. Okay. Yes, we have it's today's the day for babies who are not eating kind of question. So again, I, I believe I just answered that particular question. It's all about complement. Uh, this particular ten months old is now about complementary feeding, and we need to make sure that the child is being fed properly. So again, uh, we've had sessions on complementary feeding. We've talked about it. I have a podcast on complementary feeding, infant feeding for the first one thousand days. If you go on on any of the podcast platform, just type "Ask Dr. Bemi ATP." You will come across my podcasts and you can always listen to them. It's on Spotify, it's on most of the podcast platforms, and you can listen to that because it's something mothers ask me all the time. So I have to talk about it in detail. So you need to understand the principles of complementary feeding. You need to understand how do you start, what do you give, what is even the quantity you should give, how often do you need to give it. Those are the information you need to. Uh, get first and then you'll be able to you know follow the right thing and patience of course lots and lots of patience are also very important okay i think i have a question from the live audio for sure nabidemi saying well done ma please one of my twins legs looks longer than the other leg as if it limbs 18 months old can it be corrected so we uh for sure you need to see a doctor if one of your baby's leg is looking longer than the other, we, what we normally do is that we measure, we measure the the legs. We need to know number one whether it's actually true that they are longer than each other, which can happen. And then after we've confirmed that they are really longer than the other, then we need to 
figure out why. So, uh, because you already also gave that information that, that this baby is limping as well. So you need to see either a pediatrician or orthopedic surgeon. It's very important that you do it because uh, it's important that you check there's nothing going on with one of the joints or something like that. So uh, some of those things are time bound. So the earlier it is sorted, the better. So thank you for asking that question. But it is very important that you actually um, see a professional quickly uh, because it's not the earlier it is known it's, you don't focus more about the fixing the, the, the focus for hospitalizations or professionals is why is this child actually having this particular issue so when you know what is causing it that is what we determine what can be done so some things we can do some things they may not it depends on what is causing it actually that's the but there's always a solution to everything as long as we know why or if you, even if there's actually a problem, we want to confirm that first, then we can know whether there's something wrong and then we can now know about the solution. But the best people to see, you can hopefully see a pediatrician, then a pediatrician can refer you to the orthopedic surgeon because they need to know which one it is okay how that's helpful thank you for asking question i'm happy i got a question from live audio because i actually don't get the questions all right let's continue with facebook then i move on to instagram i can see instagram questions are building up as well so the next question is um on facebook okay i've answered the one about the child who is not eating so the next question is, uh, my three months old has diarrhea for about 10 days, okay? Three months old, having diarrhea. Usually, I don't expect three months old having diarrhea, okay? I've been feeding her well with words, okay? Uh, she can, so that she can stay hydrated, but the stooling will stop. So number one, there are a lot of questions I would like to ask you. Number one, how do you know this child is having diarrhea? Is it stool watery, like completely like water is it sinking completely into the diaper because babies one breast milk um babies be at this age below six months they don't have solid stool so what they have is what we call semi-formed stool so these stools are partly solid partly liquid you know like a goosey kind of stool so that is not diarrhea i think i talked about diarrhea last week in the ATP hour for the Fresh Waves Radio and on my podcast. So that is not diarrhea because many parents always mistaken that for diarrhea. That is normal stool for them. Number two, um, what are you feeding this baby with? Because you say you have been feeding her well with breast milk or formula, I need to know, or water, I need to know. Because sometimes what we recommend for your three months old is breast milk only. Giving water, giving formula are also risk factors for you will be having watery stool or diarrhea so we need to even know whether that is the issue going on here and so that is the other thing we need to know so you are if you are still listening to me i want you to ask uh repost your question and make sure you add all those extra information then i will now know what to advise because in three months or should not be having diarrhea at all so we need to be care we need to know what it is but what we really want to do is to exclusive breastfeed your baby no water no formula nothing else but breast milk and then we monitor the baby and sure the baby should not have diarrhea 
Okay. Uh, Gloria is saying, my two months old, she always trained herself whenever she wants to pull. Okay, fine. That is not something to worry about. As long as the pool is not hard, the pool is this soft pool. Babies make all those uh, sound as if they are straining when passing stool, and it is nothing to worry about. So if you've gone through the FTM uh, Baby Care Ready program, all those information are there, and these are nothing at all to worry about. So you don't need to just keep breastfeeding your baby exclusively all right and then the next question is oyebanji fib you say what can cause a baby of one month one day to be shaking his leg in form of shivering okay so um you use so many words there and some of them are actually not the same so there's a difference between a baby who is shivering or a baby who is having a convulsion who is shaking his leg from convulsion or a baby who is just shaking his leg from what we call um be nice sleep myoclonus sometimes when maybe are sleeping or waking up they see if they shake their leg a bit but that's it and they don't continue so um it's important for the most important thing for a one month old who seems to be shaking or having what we call a movement that you don't think is normal the most important thing for us is to know whether this movement is a conversion or not that is the most important thing and the best way for us to know actually is to for you to do a video of that shaking and send it to us. Then we may want to ask you that when the baby is shaking the leg, if you hold the leg, does it stop or does it continue? Usually if a baby is having conversion, it will not stop. It will continue even if you hold the leg. Then how long does it last for, okay? Then is it during when baby is sleeping or waking up or is it uh, any time of the day? And if it's during any time of the day, is the child awake, unconscious, or the child is asleep, the child is not conscious, is the eyes rolling upward? Or not? So those are the kind of questions the pediatrician is going to be asking you. In addition to seeing the video, then we will now know, is this baby having a conversion, or the baby is just, uh, usually one month old don't shiver, they don't shiver like that, or the baby is having what we call a benign sleep myoclonus, which is what babies have when they are waking up, when they are falling asleep. They just shake their leg like that a little bit, and that's it. And that one, we are not worried about it. So, Ebanji, if you are still listening, you can... I think the best option for you is to do a video, send it to our Facebook group, and then put all the answers to all those questions I've just asked you with the video that we can advise you. If it's a combustion, then your baby needs to go to the hospital. And there are many things that can cause combustion. Many, many things. So, a lot of issues that we need to... But if it's not combustion, at least we can reassure you. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, okay. And the next question says, uh, good evening. Can stopping breastfeeding of twins of 11 months old affect the, 11, the developmental growth due to age issues? I don't, the question is a little bit com, confusing. So um, when you're saying the developmental growth due to age issues, is it the health issues of the babies? Or the mother is having health issues and that's why you're stopping breastfeeding because it's a little bit complex anyway we want you to breastfeed your babies for as long as you can usually we'll say two years and beyond okay but if your baby don't have any other health issues the fact that you don't breastfeed them beyond 11 months does not mean they are going to have any developmental issues but the longer you breastfeed the better for the baby's brain actually but if you have breastfeed breastfed them for 11 months, almost one year. I don't think stopping at one year is going to mean they are going to have any developmental problems. So I really need to guess 
if it's you are the one having the health issue and that's why you're stopping breastfeeding at 11 months, it's fine. Though, as far as I'm concerned as pediatrician, the only health issues you can have as a mom that will make you to stop breastfeeding is if you have cancer or if you have your anti-cancer drugs. There's no other health issues that you cannot breastfeed your babies. So I know mothers will say, oh, I'm having malaria. Oh, I'm having typhoid. I cannot breastfeed. It's a lie. Whether you have malaria, you have typhoid, even if you have hepatitis, even if you have tuberculosis, you can breastfeed your baby. The only health condition that we say don't breastfeed is if you are taking anti-cancer drugs. Those are the only con that's the only one in the medical textbook. So no matter what other health issues you have, you can always breastfeed. Okay. But 11 months is fine. If you want to stop, it's okay. All right. I think I should go back to um, Instagram. Okay. I can't see. If you have any questions on live audio, please drop your questions in the comment section. I, will, I can see many of you are listening now. Thank you so much for joining me. Feel free to drop your questions. And then I'll, in the comments, I will answer them. Okay, let me go back to Instagram. And I think I have some questions in the question box. So Heidi, Heidi Briggs says, good evening, ma'am. My daughter keeps having recurrent cough. She's four years old. What can I do? Okay, you need to see a pediatrician. Okay, if your baby is having recurrent cough, we need to know why. So there are certain conditions that can cause recurrent cough. Bronchial asthma is one of them. You know, we need to check. Children with heart conditions that have recurrent cough, we need to check all those things. So uh, the best option is to see a pediatrician and to have a proper evaluation of the child and to know why. So, uh, you know, so that we know what to do with it. All right. The next question from the question box. Good evening. 6.35 kg as six months. Best weight is 3.55. Is the weight okay? We want your baby to double their birth weight by five to six months. So if your baby was 3.5 at birth, so your baby should be around seven kilos at six months. But 6.35 is not too bad. It's still okay. I'm not worried. As long as it's not too far from, so if I'm expecting seven and I get 6.35, it's still okay. So now your baby is six months old. Please go ahead and start complementary feeding. And if you want to have... A information on complementary feeding. You can get our uh, infant feeding made easy. If I see the flyer, I will show you. Uh, you can get a copy of that. It's very helpful. So you can get that, and or you can go to our Facebook group. We have a guide section on complementary feeding. Everything you need to know about. I find out that when mothers have that information, how to start, uh, you know, all those information, what to give, how often to give and all that i find that you uh they find doing complementary feeding easy most issues parents struggle with is actually the lack of the right information the misinformation so if you have information you know you will find it easier to uh get along with that so i hope that's helpful all right um the next question still on instagram uh Oluwashei said, my daughter is six weeks, five, weight is five kilos, 3.6 at, at birth. Please, is that, I can't even say the question anymore. I guess it means that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I'm, I'm not worried. As long as your baby is getting weight, it's fine. All right. So for those of you who always want to know about um, your baby's weight gain, whether it's fine, whether it's all those things, it's better you 
join our we have our first time mom groups and we also have our um first time mom products and series that could be very helpful for you so you may want to uh, use that to get more information so i hope that's helpful all right uh i think that's the last person on instagram okay no i think there's some few questions that i i skipped earlier all right yeah okay i'll answer this one so if you have questions please drop them <laughs> before time goes off uh mimi spice say good afternoon my baby has cough we went to the hospital. Okay, Mimi, always start with the age of your baby. It's the most important information I need to know. So your baby has cough. You went to hospital. They give you Laura today. And we're on day three, but she's still coughing. So, uh, so they say you should use it for seven days. So if you're on day three, you can continue. But I need the information about the age of your baby. I need the information about what the data you the causing the cough of your baby. So rather than just the medication, the why is more important. So I always say when you go to the hospital and doctors recommend treatment for your baby, always ask certain questions before you leave. Okay, no matter what else you've, you've doctor have done, and I always ask them, what is causing this problem? What is, what number one, what is wrong? What is wrong with my baby? Why? What is causing it? And then the medication or whatever you treatment you're giving me, how is it going to help? Now, because the answer to those questions may not always be related. So sometimes we see your child and we give you some treatment. Some treatment may not actually be to stop what, what, is, what you've come to us with. It may be to deal with some other things. For example, if your baby is having diarrhea and you come to us, your baby have diarrhea, maybe from gastroenteritis infection, we give you ORS and Oracing. ORS is not going to stop the diarrhea. Mm -mm. The ORS we're giving you is actually to rehydrate the child because what kills a child who has diarrhea is not the stools. What will kill that child is the dehydration from the water. So the fact that a child is losing water and electrolytes. So what we're giving is to replace what your child is losing See, the diarrhea will stop on its own because we know it's going to stop on its own. So it's always good to have that information because if you go home thinking that the doctor gave you ORS and Oracing to stop the diarrhea, you'll be wrong because the diarrhea is not going to stop even after we give you ORS. But we know that the diarrhea will stop by itself. But the ORS is to make sure that while the diarrhea is ongoing, we are replacing what your child is losing and the child does not get dehydrated. So it's always important to have that connection because sometimes you, you go to the hospital, we're doing something else. Some conditions we don't treat them. We know they are going to run the course. So for example, if your child has cough due to a viral infection, there's no medication for viral infection. The cough is going to stop by itself, maybe in two weeks. So sometimes doctor is giving you something, maybe like a soothing. If I usually, for me, didn't tell us the age of your baby, but for a child less than one year, we're not going to give any medication. We don't even give any cough syrup or anything. Laura, today should not be given to any child less than two years old. So those are the information you, you need to know. So always ask your doctors those kind of questions so that you, you're on the right. Ideally, we should tell you how, how we try to tell you, but sometimes, I don't know, people busy and they may not explain to you, but it's good to have that information because if you have that information, for example, 
that the loratidine is not supposed to stop your baby's cough or something. I'm just giving an example this time around. Then you will not worry when your baby's cough does not stop at three days because the medication may not be to stop a cough, for example. Loratidine, for example, is an antihistamine. It's something to reduce irritation, like allergic reaction to something. So maybe your doctor thinks your cough is due to an allergic reaction. But for example, if your baby, what is causing the initial uh, reaction has not been removed, the child will keep coughing, you know? So sometimes, so it's good to always have that understanding. So I'm just trying to explain to you what happens each time you go for consultation. I, I hope it helps. So. Uh, Let's go on. She loves, she loves it. Uh, good afternoon, ma'am. My baby has been coughing for a long time. Okay, let's start with the age of the baby. <laughs> let's start with how long. Okay, is it one year, 10 years? It's more relevant to say that than say long time because long time I cannot quantify it. Uh, you have seen different doctors. She gave her augmenting. Okay, your baby is eight months old. So your baby is eight months old, coughing for a long time. So what is long time for an eight month old? one month two months three months so the question again is just like what i just told mimi what is causing your baby's cough you know that is what people need to answer for you how long have your baby been coughing you just say long time long time is very unspecific you need to tell us is it days weeks months your baby is still eight months old so it cannot be years so you need to tell us that have your baby has an x-ray what is causing the cough so for example if it's treated your child for what look like chest infection and that's what I guess they were treating with antibiotics or green sin. And it doesn't go there. We may need to investigate. Is there something more? Children should not cough for more than two weeks. Any child cough for more than two weeks, we need to find out why there's something going on. So we need to check. Is it tuberculosis? Is it something else? Is it heart disease? There are many things that can cause cough in children. So we need to know which of them it is. So if you've seen doctors, it's not, it's not relevant to be seeing different doctors. It's more relevant to see the right doctor, okay? The right person, you should see the right person again and again, not to go and be seeing different doctors. So if your baby is having recurrent cough, see a pediatrician. If a pediatrician has seen you and you, the cough has not gone, go back to that same pediatrician because the pediatrician who saw you before will now know that, okay, I've treated what look like bacterial infection. I've treated what look like pneumonia, whatever. If this child is still coughing, then I need to look for other things. I need to do maybe x-ray. I need to check the heart. I need to check different things. So that is why you should go back to the same person. And if the same person felt I'm not able to handle this, then that same person can refer you to the right person because there are also doctors that specializes in anything that has to do with cough chest respiratory infection so that is what you need to do i hope that is helpful all right i think that's for instagram okay there's still one more on instagram uh kemi said my three months old left cheek is bigger than the right okay the, the honest truth is that we are not exactly symmetrical and one part of our body is always going to be slightly different from the other side. But it depends on how really different it is. So is it really very significantly different or just mildly, mildly different? I think for me, because we, we need to see, a, a doctor has to see the child. We need to see the child. So if you see a pediatrician and they don't think there's anything too significant about it, it may just be one of those minor asymmetry of the body. But if it is really significant because some children have what we call a hypertrophy 
in which case one half of the body is significantly bigger than the other half of the body, then we need to start looking for the causes of those kind of conditions and then we need to deal with it. Or is it that your child has some, maybe some, no, I don't know, how old is it, maybe three months old, maybe when your baby was being born, was there any injuries or anything that affects the nerves or that will make one part of the body actually smaller and all that. So see your pediatrician, let them examine your baby and then they can tell you if they want to worry about it or not. All right, the next, Bisoye say, uh, when does the baby start to talk? Okay, for one, one year. So we call it uh, first word, usually around one year. Some babies can start doing from nine months anyway, but usually one year, we expect them to have at least one word. So if you want more information on developmental milestones, uh, we also have uh, a resource for that. Um, and I think I've had something on my podcast on developmental milestones. And I think we actually have a group discussion this week on developmental milestones. It's really nice for you to uh, join that so you can know what are the normal developmental milestones and all that. So it's really helpful. All right. Um, I think that is all on Instagram. Oh, no, it's not all. Uh, Okay, okay. Let me just jump to live audio, then I'll come back to Instagram. Okay, see the same person, uh, Fortune. So my brother's twins are then three months. The second child doesn't stand nor walk. They have seen neurologists. Okay, good. They have seen. They have said his bone is in his legs are not strong. He can't turn and roll from one side to the other. He sits on his own. He has had seventeen sessions of seizures. Is there any hope? So. Uh, Fortune, this baby you are describing is a child who has um, a lot of issues and it's a twin. So them, a lot of things may have gone wrong. So it has something to do with the bone. I'm sure they've explained to you, but maybe it's the way your own, uh, maybe the people that told you, told you. When a, a child cannot sit, cannot walk, having convulsions, that child is not having any problem with the bone. That child is having problem with the brain. Okay, his child is having problem with the brain. So this child, I'm happy you said you've seen a neurologist. I hope it's a pediatric neurologist. Okay, so they would have explained to the parents what is going on. So the seizures can be managed. The child may need therapies, physiotherapy, and all that. So in terms of, there's always hope. There's always hope, even for children who have disabilities, special needs. So it depends on what you meant by hope. Do you mean like okay um that the child maybe will walk or talk and all that you know so it depends on what hope obviously some children depends on the extent of the brain injury may never walk some children may never talk if they have cerebral palsy for example and it's severe cerebral palsy but that does not mean the child can still not live like a normal um fulfilled life i know i, I know the word normal is a little bit uh, maybe it's not something many people will understand. But what I'm saying is that the child can be supported to still live a fulfilling life. You know, for example, somebody who cannot walk may be able to move around with which The goal is actually, why do you need to walk? It's for you to move around. It's for you to move from point A to B. So if you cannot walk with the your legs, we can get you a wheelchair to move you around. At the end of the day, you've achieved the same purpose. That is what that is the way we look at it. And the seizures can be controlled with medications, and, and children can actually stop having seizures. So, um, 
but it's a long journey. It's not a quick fix. Those kind of issues are not quick fix. Like it's not something we give you something today and all the problems are gone tomorrow. Uh -uh. It's a long journey. And parents also need a lot of support. I think the first thing is for parents to understand what is going on. So it's surely fine because I'm a neurodevelopmental pediatrician. So when I see such parents, I have to sit with you and talk you through what is going on. And then we talk about, you know, the journey so that parents really understand. Because this parent, from what you've written, I'm not even sure if you understood what is going on with this child. And um, because you are still talking about the bone is not strong. It has something to do with the bone. Everything you have mentioned has to do with the brain. This is the brain. And because your, that baby was a twin, I don't know whether they were born too early. Uh, the second twin, sometimes they suffer brain injury. There are lots of complications that twins can have and that can predispose them to having uh, these difficulties. So they would need to keep seeing the the um, the pediatric neurologist and, and get all the right support. But there are lots of supports available for the child. Yeah. And so we never give up hope. All right. Uh, okay, let me go on to the next question. So I'll come back to Facebook now because I think Facebook is building up. Uh, the next question is saying, Oluwa Sheyi is saying that, uh, please, does jaundice affect a child's speech? So if a child has severe jaundice, it can affect the child's brain. And it can affect the child's development, it can affect the child's speech. So if, not everybody who has jaundice is going to have that kind of problem. But if a child has severe jaundice, one of the reasons we, we always talk about jaundice is one of the reasons we have um, we, we talk about uh, picking up those conditions early in babies and dealing with it. Because jaundice is, some people think jaundice is the father. Oh, the jaundice has clear now. The jaundice will always clear. That is not our worry. So for those of you who think, okay, I'll give Papa water, I'll do this, it will go, we'll use early morning sunlight. It is not our worry. That is not what we are worried about. What we are worried about is not that the fact that the jaundice is going to clear. What we are worried about is the damage the jaundice will leave when it is clearing. So a lot of mothers don't get that because I see a lot of people, they don't want to... Um, come to the hospital when baby has jaundice and they just want to uh use uh, papa water early morning sunlight and then eventually the journey with the jaundice clear we didn't even go to hospital yes the baby's jaundice will always clear that's not the issue but the jaundice would have caused brain damage so if jaundice go beyond certain level it's caused into the brain and cause a damage to the brain and such children may develop cerebral palsy intellectual disability, developmental delay, many complications. So when we see pediatricians running kitty kitty and <laughs> running up and down, it's because we don't want jaundice to cause damage to the brain. So when we say we need to change baby's blood, we need to do further therapy, we need to do this, we need to do that, it's because we want, we know we have a very short time to make sure that that jaundice does not cause any damage. Because once the damage has been done, no matter what you do after that, the baby's brain is gone and we don't want that to happen. So that is why it's important. This is addressing, I have a book on FCM, the sick newborn, all these conditions that we need to be aggressive about. Babies not crying at birth, baby having jaundice, you know, all those kind of conditions. They have baby bleeding and all that. They are very important. Parents know about them and the 
get them sorted as soon as possible. All right. So I think I'll answer that. Let me go on to, I guess that's all the questions. Okay, there's last one more question on Instagram, then I go to Facebook. Uh, hello, Doc. How does one stop a baby of 15 months from getting paranoid? Okay. Uh, when he's angry, he tends to throw things and possibly spank anyone close by. Number one, that is not the meaning of the word paranoid, okay? Uh, I always want parents not to use medical jargons because you can mislead us, <laughs> okay? So you can mislead us. Paranoid means um, you are thinking other people are going to harm you or people are planning against you. Obviously, an 18-month-old is never thinking of that. So that's why initially I was like, what do you mean by two months ago going paranoid? No, so just always say what happens. And I'm happy you did that because it makes it easier for me to know what you are really referring to. So what you describe what we call a tantrum. So the, the child is having a tantrum or uh, a temper tantrum, which is not unusual in this age group. 18 months, two years old, that's the peak when they tend to have a lot of tantrums. That people talk about the terrible too. So they always... They are beginning to, they are aware that I'm now independent. I want to do things by myself and they are not able to reason anywhere like you. So parents sometimes uh, try to make 18 year, 18 months old, two years old reason. They can't reason. Their brain is not that developed. So what you do for them is to take them away from such situation or distract them. That is what you need to do for them. Don't reason with them. They don't understand half of what you're saying. These children are just having one word or two words. They can't understand half of those grammar you've spoken. They don't. So and so their brain development is not at that level. So when they are having those tantrums, all you want to do is make sure they don't hurt themselves and they don't hurt any other person. Either you remove them from the situation, you give them something to distract them. Just sometimes just give them a hug or sometimes give them something they like. Be forgotten the tantrum. So sometimes you just also let them burn it out of the system. If they want to cry, it's okay. He doesn't kill them. So that's what you need to do. So when they're about three years old and they begin to understand consequences, you know, so the 18 months old does not understand consequences, does not understand that when I throw something, I can hurt another person. They don't understand that. That is from three years old. So it's important for parents to understand child development. You understand what children are doing or what they are thinking at each age so you don't treat them like you're treating an adult because they are not so if you understand that you will not be worried so there's nothing wrong with your 18 month old your 18 month old is just behaving like an 18 month old and there's nothing wrong with that so as they get older then it gets out of that face so uh, i think that's what i'll stop okay all right let's go back to uh facebook because i think i left facebook for so long um uh this question say uh thank for all you've been doing when is the appropriate time for the anterior and the posterior fontanelle to close so the anterior fontanelle usually close between 18 to 24 months and the posterior fontanelle closes by um uh zero to six months so the posterior usually closes five zero to six months and the anterior fontanelle closes by 18 to 24 months. So if your baby is over two and the fontanelle is not close, like it's still really wide open. I know some of you are always like, you are so um, uh, fussy about it. Like even, even if, it's just, if, it's just, if it's almost close and it's just one tiny bit that even your index finger cannot fit in, no, no pediatrician is going to worry about that. But if it is still wide open like that of a newborn baby, 
that is when we will worry about that. So don't come to look for us if it's just one tiny space there. But if it is really wide open or the baby's head is big, then that's when you should come and see us. And again, all this we've addressed in FTM book for the first time, ma'am. Our prudence is saying, my baby will be six months. I've been applying shear butter on her skin. Do I continue? Why not? Continue? Why do you? I, uh, is there any reason why you're asking? If it is working for your baby and your baby's skin is fine, your baby doesn't have rashes, just continue. Just stay with your winning formula. <laughs> Don't need to change anything. Uh, when does cradle, cradle cap finally leave the baby's cap? Cradle cap is not meant to be on the baby's cap like continuously. So if your baby has cradle cap, you should have got it treated. So we've talked about how to treat cradle cap. You need to make sure you uh, use the uh, the baby shampoo, you know, hair shampoo you wash. Sometimes you can so you can use like olive oil in the night and in the morning you wash and then you comb out all those flakes. You should comb it out and you comb it out. That's it. So uh, credit cap is not something that should be ongoing forever. And if you think it's not, you're not winning, then see a pediatrician because they will recommend other management option there are all that specialized hair shampoo that we can rec recommend did i say hair okay yeah hair shampoo that we can recommend for you so you can use for your baby um hair so your baby should not be having a critical from about to six months that is too long so you need to get that uh, sorted. It's not, credit cap is not normal. It's not something we expect babies to be having. Like it's normal and then they will stop. It's not like colic. Most babies don't have credit cap. That is why uh, in the FTM series, we teach you how to care for your baby's hair and stuff. So baby's hair, it's better you use your baby hair shampoo to wash their hair and all that. Don't use normal soap, but the soap, the bath soap, because uh, some of them tend to get st stuck and stick into their hair and all that. Then some babies are just oily and they tend to have this cradle cap more than other babies. They really do, they, some are very hairy as well. So what you need to do for such babies, if you've tried a baby shampoo and it's not working, then you need to see a pediatrician. We can recommend because some children actually have what we call fungal infection in addition. And those ones we need the antifungal hair shampoo before it can clear. I hope that's helpful, Prudence. Okay, uh, somebody, I mean, not say is pure water clean enough. Okay, <laughs> this is a question that can, that's only a Nigerian we understand. For those who are not from Nigeria listening to me, you won't understand when Nigerians say is pure water clean enough because you assume, oh, something is pure. So, why should you need to even ask that question about pure water being clean? But so, pure water in Nigeria is, uh, is uh, we use it to mean sachet water. Okay, and to be honest with you, most of them are not clean. They are not pure at all. Yeah, because somebody has done a research, I think when I was in University of Lagos, uh, they went around and take all these samples of this pure water that people are packaging and they grow them, you know, in the, in, in, you know, they culture them in the lab and they were all growing all sorts of things. So I know some, of, some people are honest and they're doing the right thing, but there are a lot of dishonest business people also in Nigeria who just uh, pipe water and they just seal it and they give you as pure water. Some of you, when you are drinking the water, you will see the taste is uh, off. So for your babies, uh, for adults, you're on your own. You can do whatever you like. You can drink your pure water. But please, for your children, because if you are not sure of the source of this pure water, and honestly, most of you are not sure, it's better you boil them, boil them, 
or sterilize your own water. You can use all this water guard, you know, the chemical method, or you just boil the water for your baby. So for I always tell parents for children, boil your water. Unless you are buying bottled water from reputable sources, again, even the bottled water, you have to buy it from reputable sources because some of those um some of those people that are reputable that have you know standard product people pirate their product people you use their bottles um you know you see all this uh news in on the tv all the time where they will bust into some of those clandestine area where people are bottling malt bottling uh, bot water and i mean causing harm to people very people with no conscience so please unless you are buying it from like a superstore that you know they, they will definitely get from the real manufacturers you are better off just boiling your own water and be safe okay symbiot is saying good evening what causes dementia okay loss of memory uh urination on the body okay so dementia is an adult question um uh, so it's actually not for the pediatrician to answer okay but definitely i i'll just tell you that dementia is one of those conditions that can affect adults it tends to affect elderly people but sometimes some of them can affect um uh, even younger people you know that you're not expecting and most of the time we don't really know the cause of some of this and there are different kind of dementia uh so i'm not going to go into details with that but you can read more about it online or for your adult health questions you can post on atp family we have the adult doctors there and you'll be able to answer that. But sometimes we cannot prevent dementia. It's something that can happen there. People that have certain medical conditions tend to have dementia earlier than those who don't have such conditions. Like those who have Down syndrome, it's one of the complications that they can have dementia and all that. Um, so uh, that's what I would say about it and stuff. It's not a pediatric thing, thank God. Okay, the next person say, uh, good day, doctor. Thank for all you do. My son is 14 months old. He took his set, first step when he was 12 months old. And since then, he hasn't been consistent. Hey, just be patient with him, okay? He just prefer crawling because he's his faster. So you, you, children tend to stick to what is working. So if you are crawling and you are really fast with your crawling, then this walking is really not comfortable. Then why do you want to why do you want to keep walking? So it is, it is just logical that children will just go back to their crawling because it's easier for them. But after a while, they get more confident with the walking. So there's really no reason for you to worry. I don't worry about that. Just try and encourage him more. You know what you guys do? Encourage him when he walks, you give him clap, you, you know, just encouragement. But usually by the time they're about 18 months, that is, and it's not working. That's when I will worry about it for me. I'll just watch and wait for now. So there's no reason for you to panic. Welcome, Roslyn. Um, another person might maybe three years has been complaining of tooth pain. Mm, okay, I shared the whole like a hole in our tooth. What can I do to manage this? Ah, you need to go to the dentist now. That is the person who will manage it. And your three-year-old should not be having holes in their teeth. If they're having holes, that is what we call dental caries. It means the teeth is what's the word they normally use rotting and the dentists have to say so the dentists need to see this child urgently and i think the dentists were here about a couple of weeks ago and they wanted to bring your children to them from age of one year and every six months thereafter so please see the dentist quickly 
if you don't know where to see a dentist, just go to any of the government hospitals. Most of them have a dental clinic or a dentist. They, if, if either in the main hospital or they have it separately, but they will be able to direct you appropriately. Okay. The three months old with left cheek, cheek bigger. I think I've answered that question. Elizabeth is asking, one year old baby seems to have fever anytime he's bringing out it. What's, what's the temperature? Did you measure with the thermometer? Yeah. So, but the fever goes down when it is sprout out. So, what's the temperature when your baby has a fever? We need to know. So, the the um, teething does not cause fever. Okay. So, teething may cause a a point one degree rise in temperature, but it will not reach fever level. So, for us, fever start from thirty seven point five and above. So, you need to check the temperature and see what it is. So, teething does not cause fever in children. And, and it is not you feeling your child is having fever. It is objective. You get a thermometer. I can't tell you how many times parents will tell me my child has fever. And then they get a thermometer, it is 36.5. So there's no fever. So mother, feel, mother can bet, like, I, I think the child feels old. So when, when you feel, you think your child feels old, you get a thermometer and measure. And then you can now, so we rely on more objective evidence rather than the um um just the uh your subjective feeling that's what i mean okay uh welcome doctor please you had or come across a child who is not breastfed i'm not sure i understood that question that if i had or if i come across a child who is not breastfed of course there are children who were not breastfed children whose mother died when they were born they will not be breastfed most of them will be formula fed so there are I'm, I'm not sure why you're asking that question maybe you need to actually come across and tell me what is your main worry then i can address it okay i don't know what i, I don't have any more questions on the live audio or live audio please ask your questions as well um i think your jew is a good work i'm done to a year with a year baby with strong bone and reaching the milestone well but the body is soft okay I don't understand that. Okay. I don't understand a baby with strong bone and the body is soft. Okay. Um, so because uh, I I know what you're trying to tell me, but I really want to see the child myself and examine. So is it that the child has what we call hypotonia? Like some children have you know, like they are floppy. That's what we use medically, like, or that like we tend to use. So we call it hypotonia, but we can say floppy. So the children, when you try to hold them, it's as if they are slipping through your finger. So that is what we call floppy. Um, so such children need to see a pediatrician because it means that their tone is low. And the question is, why is their tone low? We need to do further evaluation of such children. Some children, like for example, children that have Down syndrome, they, they tend to have hypotonia, they tend to be that floppy. So some children, they don't have Down syndrome. Some children have some other issues in the brain that make them floppy. It's not a calcium thing. It's not a bone thing. It is a brain thing. I know it seems like that's what I've been saying today, but there are some things that have nothing to do with the, the, the bone or the muscle. Some things have to do with the brain. So your ability to stand and be and maintain your tone or what we call posture and all that it's all about your tone it's all about the brain you know it's the brain sending messages to all those other parts of the body so that is why uh for for this child that Ruth is asking about this child needs to see a pediatrician preferably a pediatric neurologist or a pediatric uh a neurodevelopmental pediatrician 
so that we can examine the child properly and then we can uh, guide you right. Okay, I think I can see a question from Gloria. You must have asked the question before. Okay, yeah, you just given us the age, but I've answered your question. Thank you, but no problem. Um, somebody say maybe my children have snowed on their neck. What can I do? There's nothing wrong with them having new nose. All of us have new nose. The new nose are normal structures in the body. New nose become a problem when it becomes swollen, or they are painful to touch, or they feel warm to touch so if the lymph nodes are getting very big there are many of them they are painful to touch or they are uh they are um they are feeling warm when you touch them or even looking right that is when you need to see a pediatrician because that means there may be an infection going on and we need to address that but lymph nodes presence it's not a problem. All of us have lymph nodes, though you may not feel it or you may not say it, but it is only when it's getting bigger and all those other things I mentioned that you need to worry. Uh, somebody said my one year, four months is not yet working. Okay, I think I've answered this question already or a similar question. So if your baby is not working by 18 months, then come and see us. Just be patient with them. They will work. Can malaria be passed to a baby from breast milk? No, no, you don't pass malaria to your baby from breast milk. Malaria has to be passed from a mosquito bite. So it's only a mosquito that can bite the baby. And bite. The mosquito can bite the mother and bite the baby at the same time. Then both of them have malaria. But malaria cannot be transferred from breast milk. Some babies can get malaria through the placenta. So they are born having malaria. So usually a mother will have very severe malaria uh, in the womb and the, the malaria, we call it congenital malaria. So baby can be born having malaria. But a baby that has been born cannot have malaria from breast milk. The only, baby, the only way that baby will not have malaria is from being bitten by a mosquito. And that's why we say our babies should sleep under mosquito-treated uh, nets. Uh, somebody said, I just passed a question, I doubt. I doubt. I think I've answered every question I've seen here. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm just looking through. I'm making sure I didn't pass anybody's question. Yeah, I didn't pass anybody's question. Just ask the question again, but I'm, I'm sure I didn't jump any question. All right. Um, the next person say, please, I want to know if a five-day-old baby that fell from the on the towels when it's two-year-old carried him. Please don't. Don't don't do this. I always get upset when I see this kind of question. Two year old should not carry baby. Two year old is still a child. Please, they shouldn't be carrying their babies. We I, I take parents responsible for that. You are the parents. Please don't do that. I know we like always oh, a sibling. They should play with them. It's okay. They can play with them on the bed together with you there. But please don't give them babies to carry. Giving it five day old baby to a two year old. Come on, that is really unacceptable. Uh, baby, stop breathing. Oh, my goodness. All right. We apply CPR. <sighs> okay. I don't know. How, uh, well, this question. It's good that you asked the question because at least those who are listening can, can, can learn from it. So I can't answer this question because... Is it the doctor who saw your baby that will determine whether they need to x-ray? Usually we don't x-ray. Usually at this age, they do brain scan, not x-rays. But I'm worried about that baby. Please, two-year-old should not carry babies. Please, there's nothing like the two-year-old is crying to carry baby. Even five-year-old, there's nothing like they are crying to carry baby. Please don't do it. You have been 
you are not taking charge. You are not taking responsibility as parents. You should know that there is some things you don't do as parents because it's, it's not because you don't love your child. It's because you love them too much. That's why you don't do that. You love them too much not to let them do things that will hurt another child. There's no absolutely no excuse for a two-year-old carrying a five-day-old baby. Absolutely no reason for that. This baby has had CPR. This baby has ended up in the hospital. We are not even sure what is going to happen. This is a major, major incidence in the life of this baby. Only God knows what will happen here. Please, I'm begging all the parents who are listening to me. All these things we do, sometimes we do some things. It's really like these pediatricians that our wala is too much. You see, this is an example. This is this is an example of what we're talking about. Our wala is too much. Please don't joke around with babies. Don't allow your two, three-year-old to do certain things. They can't. They are also children themselves. Don't use them to babysit babies as well. Don't tell them, stay, I'm going to do it. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't, please. Don't. I'll just stop it there because it's really upsetting me. All right. A uh, 10-month-old has not started crawling. Should I be worried? No, there's no need to worry. Some babies never crawl. So, so babies don't crawl. So we don't worry about babies crawling or not crawling. Some babies never crawl. So we worry about baby walking. So that's when we should worry. Uh, if three-month-old pulls more than four times a day, is it normal? It's not, there's nothing wrong with it. As long as the stools are not watery. If the stools are not watery, okay? then that's fine. Whether it's 12 times a day, as long as the stools are normal stools, there's really no reason to worry about that. Uh, next question. Is it normal? Okay, time is up now. Please don't drop more questions. So I'll try and answer the ones that have come in before seven. But I think we'll stop at that. But if you have any more questions, you can always post on our Facebook group. Uh, Esther is saying, is it normal for 11-week-old baby to stay one week without pulling? Yes, it's normal. For babies on the exclusive breastfeeding, they can actually go two weeks without passing stools, and that is absolutely fine. As long as there's nothing else going on, babies otherwise well, no vomiting, no tummies getting swollen or anything, that is fine. When they eventually pass the stools, the stool will be normal stool, okay? All right. Um, somebody said, my baby is not breastfeeding well, not taking formula well. When she does, she vomits. What can I do? Why is your baby not sucking well? Why is your, there's something wrong here? So your baby should be eating. So baby is not sucking. You've tried formula. Baby is not sick. There's something wrong. Any baby who is not eating should see a pediatrician. Okay. Uh, doctor suggests abidec. I'm not sure abidec is the issue here. The issue is that why is this baby not sucking? And that is what we need to address. So it's not a matter of jumping to formula uh, vitamins. But vitamins is not the treatment for children who are not eating. But vitamins is not the appetite stimulant. At all. So, and the child is vomiting. And though you are not, I'm not clear whether his baby is vomiting or baby is having reflux because they are two different things. So, uh, I think you should just see a pediatrician. Let's be sure we know what you're doing. Is it that you are not putting your baby properly to the breast? Or is there something else going on that is making the baby not to sulk? So, those are the issues that we need to address. So, it's not a multivitamin issue. Somebody say, I noticed a tiny rash all over my baby's body. What could be the cause? I need to see a rash to know the rash and then to know the cause, okay? I use black soap. I change the soap to Johnson, baby. Is it possible? It's possible. I'm not saying it is, but it's possible. Also, he has no teeth yet. How old is your baby? 
it's 10 months old. Some babies don't have their first teeth until they're about um, one year old. So it's nothing to worry about. Which is 9.5 and 9 months, that's fine. Okay, so if, you're, if the only thing you notice is that when you change the soap, you'll be start having rashes, then it's a possible thing. So what I would normally recommend, just change back to what you were using before and stop the new one and see whether the rashes will go away. So if the rashes go away, then you know you have the answer. If it doesn't go away, then you know it is not the soap thing. Then, And I don't really understand why parents always like to change soap and change cream and change everything. Just stick to whatever works for you, honestly. Just stick to it and maintain it, unless, I don't know. So at the beginning, just stick to something you can afford and something natural. Just stick to it. So there's no need to be changing up and down because now we'll be thinking, oh, is it a change of soap? Is it something else? So if you just stick to one thing, it will help. All right. Uh, somebody said, what is best water used for baby food? Water that is purified, boiled, or purified with uh, chemicals. Um, I've answered this water, water question. So I've answered the question. If you are not sure whether your water is is clean, uh, what we call a... Um, I've forgotten the word I wanted to use. I said, what would normally use for that? If you are not sure that that water is water that's been cleaned and purified from the water, uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the source of our water, then it's better you boil it. You can boil it. You can add things like water guard to sterilize your water. So whether it's bottle or pure, it doesn't matter. Just make sure the water is water that is is free of germs so through boiling or through using appropriate water if you are buying bottled water that you are sure that the source is good then there's really no reason to worry okay so sterilize feeding bottles there are many metals we don't recommend bottles we don't recommend feeding bottles if your baby's before six months breast milk after six months cup plate and spoon wash it dry it you are good to go. But there are um, sterilizers, there are microwave um, steam sterilizer, there are cold sterilization methods using things like melting. So all of them are available. Just stick to one and you can use it. All right. Uh, Cynthia said, um, maybe it will be five months, running temperature, Comma uh, plates. Uh, what is the running temperature? What is the temperature? What is the thermometer when you check? How many days? Uh, it's shaking his head, shaking his head, often scratching his mouth, looking for something to put inside his mouth. Yeah, those could be sitting symptoms, but not the fever. So, this fever, you need to check the temperature. So, if you think your baby is feeling warm, don't just assume or immediately that you have fever. Just get a thermometer, have a digital thermometer, measure. Okay, measure first. So if not, we'll just be worried about all this unnecessary fever. Temperature can rise and go down, but it may not necessarily be fever, you know. So it's important for you to actually measure it first. And what you described, I'm not worried at all. It may just be your child is about to start bringing out seeds, and that is normal. And that does not mean you should go and buy it in powder. Don't give anything. Just leave the baby alone, and maybe we'll bring out the seeds, and the baby will be fine. Oh, this person about this chick now. I've answered your question. Why do you keep asking us several times? I've answered it several times. Maybe you left and came back. No problem. What you need to do is to watch the video all over again, and then you'll see my answer to your question. And it's the same thing with Gloria. I've answered your question about your baby point. So if you miss my answer to your question, you just watch the video all over again. You will get the answer. I've answered. I think some of you are 
multitasking, which is what we do as women. So maybe you've gone when I was answering your question and you're back. So no problem. The video will be there after you can watch. Uh, Nine-month-old baby whose hands and feet are peeling. There are many things that could make babies hands to peel. It may just be pure. Uh, the fact that the skin is dry and you just need to use moisturizer. But if the child is otherwise also sick, with fever, it may be other viral infections. In that case, that child needs to go to the hospital. Uh, somebody has a three months old with diarrhea. Uh, it looks okay, yeah. That's the person that, uh, yes, okay, yes. I remember your question. It looks watery, but also look like a goosey, and it is very frequent. Whenever she's finished eating, she pulls. That is normal. It's, there's nothing no abnormal about a baby pulling after past, after eating. That is actually what we call a gastrocolic reflex, and it is not the food they just ate that they are pulling. So don't be worried about that. And uh, what you described to me sound like a baby was a normal stool. That is not diarrhea. And uh, about the finish, it's not exclusive because the breast milk doesn't satisfy her. So I introduced down formula and water. There's nothing like your breast milk doesn't satisfy your baby. Okay. The more you breastfeed, the more milk you produce. So it is the fear. It is those anxiety that people pressure people puts on you that make you think, oh, my breast milk is not enough for my baby. And then I need to rush the formula. It is, it is that pressure that makes you do that. Your breast, people exclusively breastfeed twins. They can't do that. So there's no reason why you cannot. It's more about just you relaxing your mind. You eat, you drink, and just allow the baby to keep suck and suck. And the more you baby suck, the more your milk will flow. When you start doing all this formula, you start doing water, you start creating more issues. So your baby can start having watery stool. Baby can start having other issues. And then you end up becoming our customer. You end up coming in and out of hospitals. All those things are avoidable. So you think you are trying to make things better, but you're actually creating more problems, honestly. So... That is why we preach about exclusive breastfeeding all the time. But mothers always say, oh, it's not, you know, let me just give you. you the formula is not actually better, it, and it doesn't make things easier. I'm just telling you the honest truth, but it's, you are creating more issues. At the end of the day, you may end up coming to see the pediatrician more often than the mother will just stick to breastfeeding our baby. So I always encourage you to see breastfeed and breastfeed. Your milk flows, breastfeed, express breastfeed. You'll be fine. All right. Um, um twin of one year for my one that said working, the other stand. Just I've told you if your baby has said working, just give them time. If they are 18 months and they are not working, they come and see us. All the working people, just be patient. They're coming down. Just be patient. When they are 18 months and they are not working, that is the only time we will we will be interested. But before now, just give them time. Lucia says six months breast milk is getting dry. A six month old baby should now be on complementary feeding, and your breast milk cannot get dry. Your as long as your baby is breastfeeding, your breast milk cannot get dry. So relax, eat well, breastfeed your baby, your breast milk will flow. But your six month old should now start taking complementary feed. So I'm, I'm not sure why this is an issue because you should be giving complementary feeds at six months in addition to breastfeeding. Okay. All right. Oh no, the question never finished. Okay, uh, three years old, leg look like a leg. Uh, you know, you need to see a doctor. If your baby has a leg, you need to see a doctor. We need to know what is causing it. It's not everything that is called liver oil. Sometimes there are other issues. So see a pediatrician. Can I give my ten month old custard? Yes. Overtin? No. Bread? If it is soft, soak well in milk or tea. 
it's fine. But we usually don't even want to between that at least 10 months. So there are so many alternatives. On, on, I think you just read on infant feeding made easy. All those information will be there. Don't start your children early on all this bread and tea bread. Because now you, you'll be the one that will come and complain after two years that they only want to drink tea or bread. No, give them all the variety of food. Okay, Elizabeth wants to know whether chicken pot vaccine is important. Yes, it is, but you have to pay for it. Yes, we know it. it's not free. The government is not paying for that one. But if you can pay for it, please pay for it. <laughs> Otherwise, your child can have the chicken pot. Then you will treat the chicken pot. So you decide which one you prefer. So if you can pay, please pay for it. And somebody say, two-year-old doesn't like to eat. I think we've answered that question. Uh, I think that's the very first question I had Saturday. So just listen to that. I already teacher my eight weeks old with bronchopneumonia. Hmm. So what is the question? I'm not sure why eight weeks old is having bronchopneumonia. So that's not uh, anyway. But you've seen the pediatrician, so I guess they've treated the child. Uh, nine can I deworm nine months? No, one year. When they get one year, that's when you deworm them. And we have information about what to use on our website. Just check our website on deworming. Um, five months old started itching her highs. Uh, can okay. If it is continuing, then you need to see a doctor. But if it's if it's each and it stops, then you don't need to worry. But if it's red, it's breaking out discharge, and it's always itching, then you need to see a doctor. Then you can prescribe appropriate uh, treatment. Okay, uh, journeys to how long would it take for a journey to cause damage? It's immediately now. It, it, once the journey gets to the eye level, it's cause the brain damage. Once it's above twenty and above, it can cause brain damage. So that's why we don't want it to get, or if it gets there, we want to treat it immediately so that it's, it doesn't cause the damage. Okay, I've answered this question by 11 months old. See, some of you were going away when I was answering your question. I uh, know every question I've answered. Uh, da, da, da. One month old, she's not sucking enough. Stop worrying, stop worrying. Eat well, breastfeed well, your baby will suck. Uh, uh, yeah, some babies may not suck every three hours. Some babies may not suck every four hours. It depends on how much the baby has sucked already. So if your baby is fine, your baby is fine. Babies know what they need. You just relax. There's no. I think maybe you must likely be a first-time mom. Then you need to get a copy of the first-time mom book so that you all this information will address there. There's no need to worry. Because when you worry, you reduce your breast milk production through worry and anxiety. 11 years old has bumps. Uh, you need to see we need to see that we need to see a doctor first you know because of the bumps and why uh three weeks of oral trush you see oral trush or mixed in so we need to see that as well first so if it's oral trush there are medication for oral trush if it is um if it is mixed in just clean it. so the best way is just clean it with clean clothes and water mixed in will remove easily but oral trush will not remove easily or it will bleed or it will be raw and then that needs to see a doctor for proper um, uh, treatment. We have antifungal treatment for oral trash. Four months old baby grunts as if she wants to pull and it wounds. That is normal. There's nothing to worry about that. Okay, I think I've answered. Oh, no, I've not. Is there anything like Jedi Jedi? Uh, I won't answer that today. But you can go to our website and read my article on 
Jedi Jedi and all that. I think you, you will understand it better that way because it's going to take me one hour to answer that question. Okay, is it compulsory to give baby formula at six months? No, it is not. You don't ever have to buy formula. You don't even need to buy formula. Just, if your baby after six months introduce other food to your baby and keep breastfeeding, as long as you are breastfeeding, you don't need to give formula to your baby. All right. Uh, is it okay to do hepatitis accessory for a child? For a three-year-old, no. Nah. Why should a three-year-old be going through all those things? Because of, no, it is not. No. Echo Joy, I didn't skip your question. I didn't see your question. Maybe your question didn't show up on my screen. Okay, I, I see your question, how we answer it. But I didn't see your question. I didn't care. Three months is warm. Just take the temperature first. If temperature is fine, then there's no need to worry. Five months old, treated for malaria, finish his medication, his food is green. Why don't go back to the pediatrician for a follow-up? Um, I make sure you feed the baby. Maybe the baby is not eating well because of the malaria and all that. So green stool is really more of what we call starvation. The child has not been eating well. So try to breastfeed more and feed more and see whether it will get back to normal. But you can always go back to your pediatrician for follow-up. Four-month-old, uh, titting, nose is congested when breathing, but no fever should I be worried. Oh, there's no need to worry. Just keep breastfeeding. No need to worry. Um, baby of 12 weeks is greenish. He's pulls immediately since he was given birth to that is fine. There's nothing wrong with babies pulling immediately after they, they, they eat. That is normal. I think I've answered that. Jaundice in babies, if I may ask, how we know if the jaundice is because of speech delay? If you tell us that's what happens to the baby and the jaundice was severe, then that is the cause that we don't need to look for it. So if a baby has severe jaundice, then baby has speech delay, it is, it is possible. Unless there are other information you provide for us that suggests other cause. So otherwise, that is it. Uh, how many months should phenobarbitone be used for a baby? So if you're some phenobarbitone, you should be seeing the doctor who is prescribing the phenobarbitone. Uh, it's not something we give your baby forever. And it is for a child who is having seizures and that baby needs to be seeing a pediatrician. And because usually, okay, just make sure you see your pediatrician. I don't want to go into details because that will cause another long talk. Okay, I've answered that question. Uh, da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Okay. Da, da, da. You should okay. Da, da, da. Okay. I'm not sure I'm the one that told you about what pop and pepper soup. I actually don't preach that gospel. Okay. Uh so if you if you if you you're if you are not lactating well, why are you not lactating well is the question. So you should see a doctor. I think you should have a conversation with a pediatrician face to face and all that, then they can give you advice, okay. Uh, five month old baby pull once in a day is it normal? Yes, it's normal. So maybe it's me. That's fine. Uh, can stopping breastfeeding for I think I've answered your question. You were not here when I answered it, so just watch the video again. You will see my answer to your question. I think I spent less than five minutes answering that question, so I'm not going to repeat that. So, yeah, old sing nursery rhyme, but doesn't say what you need to say. Speech therapist, yes, it's a problem if it's two year old, it's not saying any word. You need to say speech therapist, all right. Good. I think I've done with all the Facebook questions. <laughs> and all of you that say I didn't answer your question, I did, but you were away when I did. So just come back and and read and watch the video again. Uh, I must always give vitamin before my baby eats because the moment I stop, she refuses to eat. She's 12 months. So I, 
I don't think you'll be eating or not eating has to do with vitamins. That is your own belief system. Vitamins doesn't mean baby eats. It doesn't stop them from eating. Uh, baby eats more notice. There's no reason to worry. Some babies may not have it until one year. Just relax. 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 Uh, baby three months. Breathing is fast. You need to go to the hospital. You need to, it's an emergency. You need to go to the hospital. Three months old is breathing fast. Your baby's three months old will definitely breathe faster than you. That is not the issue here. But if you think baby is breathing fast, then you need to see it. Because it's difficult for us to know. We really need to see the baby to know whether that breathing is fast than normal. But it's, it, a baby will, children breathe faster than adults. So that is not an issue here. But is it normal breathing or is it breathing? Why is my baby agitated always? I want to know unless I see your baby. What's it, why your baby is agitated? So you need to see a pediatrician. Uh, somebody is helping me to answer a question. I'm not sure. I've answered this question. Each rash is for four years. It's not possible now. That's not each rash. Every rash is not each rash. So if your child has skin rashes, four years, you should have seen a doctor. Haba, you should have seen a doctor. Uh, Maybe five weeks, 3.6. Not so bad, but it can be better. But make sure you keep breastfeeding exclusively. All right. I think I've rushed through that. I just want to check that there's nobody that has any more questions on live audio. No question. Instagram, people, thank you for your patience. Let me just be sure I've not left any of your questions out. For like I say, my baby is six months, running nose, cough. Mm -mm, cough, cough and running nose has something to do with teething. Now, your baby has a viral respiratory infections, but then it's okay, it will resolve. Keep baby away from people that have colds and cough, and that's all you need to do, and it will resolve by itself. So how do I stop one year, two months old baby from breastfeeding? Why do you want to stop now? You can continue for two years, <laughs> okay? You can continue for two years, but if you don't want to continue for two years, if you want to stop, you stop. But it's better you stop gradually. So maybe you for reduce the daytime breastfeeding, do only at night. Then for the night time when you can when you are ready to stop, just stop it. The baby is going to cry, but after two days, they will get over it and move on. So there's no harm. There are a lot of tips on winning on our website. You can also check that. Uh she will say she's been coughing for three weeks. Okay, yeah. You are the baby that your baby has been coughing for yourself for a long time. Three weeks is not a long time, but it's, I understand for your mom, three weeks can look like a long time. Uh, you have done chest x-ray. Okay, good. Uh, nothing was found. Okay, fine. That, that's that's reassuring. Then you should go and see your pediatrician again. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Let me be sure I've answered all the questions. Uh, recurrent rash since 10 months for two years now. You need to see a dermatologist. You need to say, I mean, how can I know the cause and the solution by you just telling me recurrent rash of, of uh, 10 months? So you need to see a pediatrician now. Uh, somebody has to see the rashes, okay? Somebody says, what if can I give preterm baby porridge? Usually, uh, um, yeah, for preterm baby, we need to calculate their corrected age. So you need to calculate the corrected age. Preterm baby should be seeing their pediatrician regularly. So usually, if your preterm baby is not seeing a pediatrician, that's not good. So you should be seeing a pediatrician, and they will tell you when to start complementary feeding. So please see them. But if your baby was born at 33 weeks, so your baby is um, seven weeks early. So your baby though is five months old. It's actually three and a half months old. 
corrected age. So it's too early to start complimentary. So wait until maybe it's about that six months corrected age or follow whatever your pediatrician says, really. So that's what we normally recommend. Uh, baby vomits after giving medicine, what should be the food dose of the medication? If your baby vomits immediately after you've given medication, you should repeat it. But if your baby vomits after 30 minutes, and you should repeat exactly the same dose. In other words, if you give five meals and your baby brings back everything straight away, then you need to repeat the same five meals again. But if your baby vomits after 30 minutes, you can't, you don't need to repeat the medication. How that's helpful. Um the next question, Biola's diary. Son is two years old, having repeated constipation uh, since I started giving solid food. And we've seen several pediatricians. So what did it several pediatricians? What did they say is because so, and did they prescribe medication for you? Is your child on uh, what we call medication, stool softness and all that? Some children have constipation. And number one, we may know the cause. Then most likely we need to treat it. So your child should be on things like either multicol, lactulose, drugs that will make your baby to pass too. But then more importantly, they need to teach you how to deal with, I mean, prevent water, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, lots of water, all that. So I don't know whether your many pediatricians have told you all that and you are doing all that. That is more important, but you left out that part. So if you, you need to let us know. Uh, it's a picky eater. We have to force feed him. Don't, don't force feed. Uh, what can we do to help him right now? He last pulled 11 days ago. So have you given any medication to make him pull now? Because constipation has to be treated. There's no solution to constipation. You have to give him medication to make the pool to come out. It is after we finish getting the pool out first that we'll now talk about making sure it doesn't happen again. But once it has happened, you just need to get that one out. Some children, sometimes you need to give them suppository. Some children, they even have to manually remove the stools. So you need to get that because I didn't see you saying you have given any drugs or any medication for the constipation itself. So you have to do that. Somebody says, rota vaccine compulsory? Yes, it is compulsory. And it is part of Nigerian immunization program. So it is free. So you don't have to pay for it. Unless it's not available, then you, you can pay. No problem. <laughs> Somebody say, uh, my two weeks, baby, bringing out white huge discharge from my eyes. So just clean it and just see. If it's white huge discharge and you clean it, usually in the morning and it doesn't continue throughout the day, that's fine. And then you say, her eyes is not white. Some people's eyes will never be under, I mean, like white as snow. So it depends on what you mean. What we are worried about if it is brown, we are worried if it is yellow, we are worried if it is red. So if it is not red, yellow, or brown, or green, then leave it alone. I know some of you want it to be like Snow White's eyes. It doesn't have to be. So as long as it's not red, yellow, brown, or green, just leave it alone. Uh, if it is any of those other colors, then see us. That's what you should do. Oh, yes, I found a IG question. It might be no, sorry. Uh, somebody say, uh, please recommend a good speech therapist in Lagos. Okay, send us a message on our WhatsApp. We'll, we'll send you that. We have a, a, a speech therapist on our ACP Clinics platform, and she can recommend a colleague for you. Mbola um, Mobola say, my baby is 20 minutes. 20 minutes or 20 months? is. <laughs> But since two weeks, it comes once or twice at midnight. There's nothing wrong with that. 
the cough comes with flume. You say we cough once or twice and cause you see and maybe bring out flame. I mean, or sputum is that what I think that what you're trying to say? That's very unusual. So maybe we is going to cough enough to bring out sputum. We not just cough once or twice. So you need to make up your mind. What is the real story here? So maybe it's coughing and bringing out something. We call it productive cough. It's not going to be once or twice coughing. Maybe we'll cough more, you know, because it takes a lot of coughing to generate even that sputum. So, but more importantly, you should see a pediatrician because usually if you just want to, cough itself is not a problem. Cough is a reflex. We all cough. It is when you cough persistently that it becomes a problem for us. That is number one. So that that's what I was going to say before and end it, but then you're not know, saying it's bringing out something. So but then if a child is actually bringing out something, then there's a problem. So, and then usually children at this age don't bring out sputum, they swallow it. So again, I'm not really sure. So it's very important we get the real picture. So maybe you should just see a doctor. Uh, okay, so maybe it's 20 months old. Uh, thank God. I was worried what is it 20 minutes old doing <laughs> on my page. Okay, so you may want to see a doctor and really be sure because I'm not really sure whether it's something we should worry about and all that. I said the WhatsApp number is, I, I put some some information at the beginning of this uh, for this on Instagram and I think the WhatsApp number is there. Just check on the top of the page the comment by the by my page at the top, you will see the WhatsApp number there. All right, okay. Finally, I think I'm almost done. Our final question on Instagram. Uh, baby is 15 weeks, 2.9 kilos, 7.9. The weight is okay. 15 weeks is a almost four months old. 7.9. I'm not worried. It's okay. Don't worry. Just keep breastfeeding exclusively. Don't need to worry. I guess I finished answering everybody's question finally. Yes, I've done. I think so. Yeah. Finally, let me just be sure there's nobody on uh, live audio who has dropped a question. Oh, no, somebody has dropped a question. Okay, no, I've answered that question. All right, thank you so much. Ah, I've gone 30 minutes beyond time today, but it's good. It's all good. So thank you, everybody. If you see half questions, if you see half questions, go to our Facebook group, Ask the Pediatricians on Facebook. You cannot miss us. We are very prominent on Facebook. So just look for Ask the Pediatricians Facebook group. Join our group. Drop your questions there. All my colleagues, all our moderators will be able to answer your questions from Mondays to Saturdays. We only don't answer questions on Sundays. And we, you can ask your questions anonymously. For those on Instagram, we don't do that on Instagram. Instagram does not have that feature and we can't be in our inbox all the time we have people that manage our instagram account who are not medical professionals so they cannot provide answers to your questions on instagram so the best place to ask your question is our facebook group because we have a better platform there you can ask your question anonymously and you can do it from mondays to saturdays uh if you have adult questions like the person asking about dementia and all that you can post on our ATP family. For first-time mothers, we now have the FTM baby care ready group as well. So we have lots of platforms for you to ask your questions. For those of you who want to see our pediatricians or want to see our other professionals, speech therapists, send us a message or plus 234-905-916818. That is the ATP 
WhatsApp number plus two three four nine zero five six nine one six eight one eight. So it's I think I put this in all the platform, or you can send us an email at clinicsatp at gmail dot com. And we invite you to follow us on all our social media platform. We are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube, we are on Twitter, we are on where else are we? <laughs> we are everywhere. So you can follow us. All, and if all these videos, you can watch it on our Facebook. You can watch it on our IGTV. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, ATP TV. And for the first time, moms, please remember we have lots of resources for you. And I, I, I think I'll just post the um, the link for you to get. If you want to buy any of our first time mom resources, you can join the first time mom or you can join this webinar or you can actually just go to the links on those products for you to buy them i think that's all the announcement i have for you uh feel free to join me once again next week at the same time and for my um uh, Christian listeners, I want to wish you good Friday, happy, happy good Friday in advance and happy Easter in advance. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And I will see you same time next week. God willing. I know time is gone. Some people are still dropping questions. I'm sorry. Uh, if your question is just coming in now, it's too late. But like I said, you can post your questions on our Facebook group and somebody will be able to answer them. Thank you and bye from here. Good night.